It's time for the Cross Keys Physical Therapy Show with your host, Dave Ansamo. And now, here's Dave. Cross Keys Physical Therapy Show. This, is, this show is sponsored by Cross Keys Physical Therapy. We have two locations to serve you. One in Pennsville, which is at 181 North Broadway, and the second in Washington Township, where we're actually airing the show today. So if you're close by, just stop on by. We're at 151 Friesmill Road, University Executive Campus, Building 600, Suite 1. So once again, stop by if you're close by. Uh, my name's Dave Ansamo. I'm a physical therapist and owner of Kowalski Physical Therapy. Just a little bit about me. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a graduate of Thomas Jefferson University. And I'm a manual therapist. And as a physical therapist, I help patients with injuries and chronic health conditions to regain their range of motion, regain their strength, manage their pain, and improve their quality of life. And over the past 32 years, I've had the honor of meeting and treating so many wonderful people with treating their necks, backs, shoulders, elbows, hands, hips, knees, ankles, as well as spinal conditions like spinal uh, disc protrusions, bulging, herniated discs, post-spinal fusions, as well as condition, concussions, uh, vertigo, and stroke conditions, just to mention a few. Uh, let's just say this. Uh, if you're in need of a physical therapist, experience does matter. So consider Korski's Physical Therapy in the future because we have the experience that can help you recover as quickly and as safely as possible to your activities of daily life or indoor sporting activities. And the goal of this radio show is to educate my listeners about what physical therapists can do to help them recover, as well as educating the listeners on how their family doctors, their specialists like orthopedic surgeons, podiatrists, pain management doctors, all work together with a common goal with the physical therapist in mind to get them back to their quality of life as quickly as possible. So having to do that today, I have the honor of having uh, two of my employees here with us from the Pennsville location. Uh, we have Robert Clark and Maria Petrangolo. Uh, both are coming from Pennsville location. They uh, here. So why don't we start with you, Robert? Can you give us a quick little bio about yourself? A uh, quick little bio. I got my degree from Delaware Tech as a PTA, and I have been working for Coral Keys Physical Therapy for the last seven years as a PTA. Great, and Maria, you're up. Uh, yes, so I graduated in 2020 with a doctor in physical therapy I'm from Alvernia University, and I've been working over at the Pennsville office with Dave and Rob since uh, it's been about a year or so right now. Great, and great. Well, listen, uh, we're looking forward to having a great show. Well, first, let's try to get uh, our numbers out there for our callers to call in. So um, listen, call in. If you have any questions, you might ask uh, Rob, Maria, or myself about anything. Well, we'll talk about the back, the neck, the shoulder, the hip, any, any joint you want to talk about. Uh, just go ahead and call in and uh, ask your question. Or if you want to call in and tell your story about what physical therapy has done for you um, in the, in the past or in the future, how, how things are going. Um, it could help a lot of these callers, uh, or listeners, I should say, in reference to uh, what physical therapy could do. So the first, uh, the number is area code 856-626-0400. Once again, it's 856-626-0400. So let's, uh, let's get started a little bit, and uh, we'll start with you, Rob. Um, what is the rotator cuff? Rotator cuff are four muscles in your shoulder that help stabilize your shoulder and provide motion in every direction for your shoulder. That's great. Uh, what, what muscles make up the rotator cuff? We have four muscles that make up your rotator cuff. The two do pretty much a lot of the same motion, which would be your teres minor and your infraspinatus motion, uh, muscles. And we also have your supraspinatus muscle and your subscapularis muscle. 
Well, you know, it's really important that um, that's why I see a lot of people have problems when all these muscles, uh, as we mentioned, they all have to work together in order for the shoulder joint to function properly. And I think that's one of the things that we see a lot of things on Marie when you can say jump in anytime you like. And reference to if, if we have an injury on any one of these uh, rotator cuff muscles, that changes the total dynamic of the shoulder joint altogether. And that's when we start having problems and uh, it, it just won't work. I've seen situations where someone had a light grade one strain in one of the muscles, whether it be an external rotator muscle, being your teres minor mm -hmm. or your infraspinatus, and it affected their overall motion in the other planes as well, just because they could not get the scapula involved in the way it was supposed to. Exactly. I mean, we see that quite often. And uh, I think that uh, that's the problem. I think when people just think that they have an issue with their shoulder, they just keep going and keep going and keep going, and they don't realize that uh, there's a lot of things you could do to, to stop these injuries from recurring and stop the pain from recurring in their shoulder and to keep going. Well, one, that's one thing that I see people who have a lot of problems in the shoulder uh, do is that they will have a light strain or an injury and feel like they're okay and feel like it's going to get better on their own and keep using it and pushing it through their day-to-day -day activity. I myself have actually done that yeah. to myself. And in sports, you see athletes do it all the time. They try to play through it, right? They say, oh, play through it. It'll get better. It will just, you know, we'll just push through it and hopefully it will go away or hey, just a little ice and heat and, and uh, say, hey, I'll, I'll try to play through it. And, and things get worse and worse and worse. And then, then obviously that could lead to some other problems that mm -hmm. we might have. Even if, you know, you have one sh a strain of one specific portion of the rotator cuff, nine times out of ten, you're using all of those muscles dynamically throughout right. certain motions. So even if you're doing, say, you're rotating one way, you're going to be needing all of those muscles to stabilize that joint. So if you affect one, you're going to be basically affecting all of them. Exactly. Uh, mm -hmm. That's right. So let, let's get to nothing, uh, Maria. We hear uh, about something called shoulder impingement, which is some of the things that things will turn into if, if uh, we don't correct some of these things. Uh, what is that? So impingement is basically going to be a pinching of any of the structures between the shoulder. So there's a top portion of the shoulder called the acromion, and then you actually have the humeral part of it, which is the ball and socket kind of joint. So when you are so, such as lifting your arm up overhead, you need a smooth glide of those you need a smooth glide of those um, of that joint in order for you to not have any pain or impingement of those structures. If you do have any of those pinching of the structures and you have the decreased space in between there, that can cause rubbing and increased pain inflammation. That's right. And I just want to add also that the inflammation in the tendon as well, well, it could be any one of the tendons. It could be your supraspinatus tendon. It could right. be your biceps tendon, which it occurs in a lot as right. well. Inflammation in those tendons alone takes up additional space due to right. the inflammatory process. Which could lead to the impingement, which is exactly what we're talking about. Once again, as we just mentioned earlier, if you don't correct uh, one of the things that are going on earlier or pay attention to what you might have as far as pain goes, you, you just totally ignore it. That will help to allow this inflammation to start to form and, you know, a little something minor might turn into an impingement, which may turn into a, a tear, mm -hmm. right, if you don't yes. correct it. That's the other thing with exactly. an impingement is if it, if it goes untreated or does not recuperate properly, it can cause a, a consistent rubbing, which will lead to wear of that tendon, possibly, mm -hmm. and, a t and a tear in your tendon. Absolutely. Yeah, and a lot of times you're not going to have, you know, too much. You're not going to have that much pain at rest, per se, but it's when you're doing those repetitive over you know, over the head activities, lifting. constantly lifting or anything like that. And then you aren't going to have pain if you're just 
relaxing your arm down, but you'll have the pain doing those activities. And also a lot of times at night after, you know, you have that inflammation, things start to settle down. Especially if you're a side sleeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're a side sleeper because you tend to feel that impingement kick in a lot when you're laying on a shoulder, even though it's not necessarily a contraindicated motion so much as far as being neutrally in right. external in, in internal rotation, it's still you're putting pressure on your on your shoulder and yeah. your structures. People don't realize that. I mean, even when you're sleeping, you can cause some uh, some issues as impingement. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Rob, uh, what are the most common muscles or muscles torn in the rotator cuff? Well, the most commonly muscles I have seen, and I, I know what statistics say, but the most common muscle I have seen torn in the rotator cuff is the supraspinatus muscle. It is your primary mover for your rotator cuff inflection. And the second behind that that I've seen in tears has been a combination of infraspinatus uh, and Terry's minor, I've seen probably less than subscapularis. So, if I had to rank in water, supraspinatus, infraspinatus, subscap, Terry's minor. I agree. I totally agree. What do you think, Maria? You agree with that? For sure. Yeah, even, that's even though, I've seen even as though well. I must say that uh, the subscapularis uh, is a muscle of the rotator cuff that I think is missed a lot uh, in reference to a form of tightness. Uh, I know. Uh, what we have a tendency; it's hard to get to. I mean, so a lot of times when you when you get into that area, you have to angle out to get underneath the arm, and a lot of the patients really don't care to not have that happen. But not comfortable. But not comfortable to get important. in behind that pec minor. I, I think it's very important that we do that because I think a tendency. Once again, we talk about the balance. You got to have a balance within the rotator cuff of all four of these muscles, and if you have a, a tightness in that uh, subscapularis, and if you're not looking for it, uh, we we don't want to forget that and take an eye on that. Exactly. And that's going to be the main, you know, muscle that spans only into the front portion of it. And like you said, Dave, a lot of times it is overlooked just because, like you said, it's not as commonly involved per se, but it always has some sort of involvement. Yes. Your your primary horizontal adductor and your internal rotator. Yeah. That's that's a prime. Okay. Um, Maria, what are some of the potential causes of a shoulder replacement? Causes of the shoulder replacement. So why, like, what would someone be feeling if they need a shoulder replacement? Right. Correct. So symptoms of, you know, that would be just general arthritis that's continuing to have an inflammatory process. So you're going to have pain. You're going to have swelling, decreased range of motion, atrophy of the muscles, all as a result. Um, either sometimes the actual um, rotator cuff may be intact but it's still some of the atrophy of those muscles may, you know, become a result of that. All those. One of the things I want to add to what you're saying too, Maria, is that a lot of times when somebody gets to the point where they require a shoulder replacement, you will see a lot of weakness and atrophy of their scapula as well, like scapular sickness, where right. their scapula starts to wing. Right. And they no longer have the ability to control their scapula. Well, obviously, uh, the total shoulder replacement is, is one that we're all trying to avoid, and everyone's trying to avoid the shoulder replacement because obviously it's the it's the last resort, and those people just have tried a lot of things and uh, things just aren't working for them, and they can't no longer use their shoulder anymore, and uh, that, that's the last resort. And obviously, as a physical therapist, uh, I, I feel at that point in time, if they're coming to you after having that replacement, you know, they're 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 in a rough way, and they, and they really want to get that shoulder back because that's that's their last resort, and. Uh, uh, 
for, fortunately, we, we've been very effective in getting these patients better. I mean, it really is really mm-hmm. effective because I know when they first started been doing it, I've been doing this for 32 years, but when they first started to come out, I know uh, patients would come back to me and they would say the doctor told them, oh, at 90 degrees, which is just getting your arm up to your other soul level, is the best we expect. Uh, and obviously, uh, I know at Cross Keys, that is not, the, that's not, that's not what we say. Well, that's uh, not our goal either. No, no, mm-hmm. it's not our goal. Mm-hmm. And I think that unfortunately, uh, uh, as a patient coming in, uh, I think that they're already depressed coming in because they're thinking they're only going to get their shoulder back up to, up to the, the thing here. So, hey, listen, uh, we'll get back on that, but we have a caller, so let's get to it right away. Uh, welcome to the Kowalski's Physical Therapy Show. Your name and uh, your question, please. Hey, Dave, it's Sam. Hey, Sam. Hi, I'm, a, I'm a stroke victim, as you know. Yes. And uh, I had my right shoulder replaced, non-related to the stroke, about a year or so ago. And that was fine. However, uh, with a stroke, my right side was uh, uh, paralyzed. And it's coming back. You've done a wonderful job getting motion back and everything. But I've got a problem. The right arm, of course, it hurts like hell. Uh, and uh, when I work it out, so the pain's gone, I'm okay. But when I go to sleep, I am a side sleeper. I find myself wanting to sleep on the right side, and that's what feels comfortable. When I wake up, I could kill. The pain is so bad. What do you do? How do you fix yourself so you don't sleep on your side? Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's exactly what I think that some of us, I think it was Rob specifically who just had this mentioned about sleeping on your side and how that can cause uh, some inflammation to occur in that shoulder. And I think that's what's happening to you. Um, how you got to change, yeah. how, you, how do you get to change your sleeping habits is uh, there's a couple of different ways you do it. I mean, uh, I, I'm a big believer in, in using your pillows to, to, to stabilize yourself and get yourself on the other side. So when you try to roll back onto that side, the pillow will stop you. Uh, I think that's a good, a good way of doing it. That's what I, that's what I've been uh, uh, educating my patients to do, and it's been pretty effective at doing that. Uh, and if you want me to show that to you next time you come in, uh, which is on Tuesday, uh, I'll be glad to show that to you. Uh, but that's one way. Anyway, have other suggestions? Uh, I mean, I always recommend people changing their sleeping position, but yeah. I know it's not as easy as it as said no. because you're used to doing what you do, and subconsciously sometimes in the middle of the night you just roll. So right. from your standpoint with the pillow, that would help prevent that. Right. But one of the things I said I suggest is using your pillows, putting if you're not able to sleep on your back completely in which is a recommended position, you could put some pillows behind your back and slightly elevate yourself to help with breathing, but also sleep in that position. That's one another one that I think is right. very helpful. Right, that's good. Have you had any any, any success? Yeah, I mean I agree. It's uh I try as much as I can not to change people's sleeping patterns because nine times out of it's ten, it's it's very difficult. You're right. in the middle of the night. You're just like, I just need the comfortable position right. to get sleep. But I agree. I do still advocate for that use of the pillows, especially right. just to keep that so, shoulder in a neutral position reason, as yeah. much as you can. The reason the reason we say that, Sam, is probably because, you know, I mean, this is probably a position you've been sleeping in for, you know, 20, 30 years, and it's very difficult. I mean, very difficult to try changing a, a habit that you've been doing for that long period of time. And that's why I advocate the pillows, because the pillows, you, if you put yourself in that position, they'll block you. When you're in the middle of your sleep and you try to roll back over, the pillow will hopefully stop that momentum of going uh, onto that side and it'll help to push you back into the, where you want to be. So, 
Uh, that's why I highly recommend that. Saying saying that anymore, it's not easy. It's not going to be easy to do, and it's not going to be successful so quickly. But the more you do it, uh, the hopefully you'll know it when you wake up in the morning. You're not going to have that that pain that you're saying you're waking up with right now. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make well, sense? Well, I sure appreciate it. I will yeah. give it a whirl. And, uh, yeah. I appreciate your help. Thank you all. Sure. Thanks for calling, Sam. Okay, let's get back to uh, what we were talking about. I was talking a little bit about the, the replacement, how it, it, the replacements have been very successful. And I think that uh, it's not something that uh, obviously we all want to have. I mean, but obviously it's the last resort for a lot of these patients. And uh, they're coming to us as, uh, as physical therapists to, to help them regain the range of motion and to regain the function. And I think it's really, really important that they, they understand that uh, as, uh, as therapists, we're, we've been very successful in doing it. And, and they really don't have the fear that they have. I and mean, some of these doctors are telling them, hey, 90 degrees is all you have. Uh, I'll give you some prime examples. I mean, uh, my, 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 my total shoulder replacements do very well. I mean, I've, I've actually had uh, uh, two of my uh, total shoulder replacements return back to doing swimming in the pool, I mean, where they're doing overhead swimming. So, uh, and the doctors are, were are quite amazed. I don't know whether they really like that, to tell you the truth, because they're a little worried about, they're always worried about their surgery going bad, all right? So as therapists, we look at that, we, we look at, we stabilize them enough and we feel comfortable with what they're able to do with what they're doing. We just need to be, uh, sure that these patients are capable of doing that before we do it. Well, with the shoulder replacement too, is a lot of times, bef- even before the shoulder replacement, a lot of times a person has significant limitation in their range of motion and they have not been accomplishing that motion into an overhead movement prior to the procedure. So what I've seen a lot of times is that it's been delayed quite a bit and not done in a timely fashion sometimes to allow that range of motion to come back with stretching and gentle treatment. Um, So that's one thing. That being said, I've seen and had shoulder replacement patients who have gotten back to 180 degrees range of motion flexion. It's very possible, and I think that's that's important on this radio show that we're trying to uh, educate these patients that not to have the fear that you know that, that if they if the resort is to have the total replacement, yeah, I mean that's not that's not so bad. Well, one of the things I'm, I'm going to say too is if you have a lot of limitation in your strength and your range of motion, and you have not been able to get beyond a certain point for a, a, a quite a bit of time, several months even, and your doctor recommends right. shoulder replacement at that point, you're better getting it sooner than later well the goal was to get Mm -hmm. you out of pain right i mean to to stay with the shoulder the way it is right there Mm -hmm. i mean the reason you're having is because you're in so much pain you'll be able to get get out of the pain number one number two and you'll be back to doing your activities of daily living that's the goal and obviously i would recommend attempting passive physical therapy prior Prior. to attempting to obviously obviously like you said the better before the better you're going to be afterwards so that at least if in that circumstance we can work on Increasing some of those deficits, like the range of motion, not and only that, but just so to that see if have. we could put it off. Yeah, work on some stability a little bit, get the boot to the cuff, work and get the uh, working. Yes. Hey, listen, we're doing quite well here, so we need to. Uh, we're at the 15 minute mark. We like to take a commercial at that point in time, so uh, let's take a quick commercial, give the numbers out, and we'll be right back. Cross Keys Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine Center is celebrating 30 years of excellence. Our programs are designed to ensure prompt return to sports, work, and or your active lifestyle. With hands-on care by our licensed therapists, we are committed to providing high-quality rehabilitation services to meet 
every need. Brusky's Physical Therapy is one of the region's only providers of full-service aqua therapy. They address back, neck, athletic, orthopedic, and joint replacement, rehabilitation therapy, and so much more. Our services are tailored to meet individual needs of our patients. With programs that address all types of injuries, such as sport, work, auto, fractures, neck, nerve, and arthritis, just to name a few, Cross Keys Physical Therapy provides individual, one-on-one, skilled physical therapy customized for your special injury. With two locations, Washington Township and Pennsville, help is only a phone call away. Participates in a broad spectrum of insurance plans, 856-374-3707 in Washington Township and 856-678-8000 in Pennsville. Cruising 92.1 Welcome back to the Kowalski's Physical Therapy Show. My name is Dave Anselmo. I'm a physical therapist and owner of the Kowalski's Physical Therapy. Today we have Matria Tongalo and Robert Clark on the show with us today taking your questions. Let me give the phone numbers for our calls. We'd like you to call in. Area code 856-626-0400. Once again, it's 856-626-0400. And if you want to call one of our locations, our Pennsville location, let me give you the number for that as well. It's 856-678-8000. And Washington Township Office is 856-374-3707. Or you can just go to the website, www.crosskeystherapy.com. And the, the website will pretty much tell you everything you need to know in reference to our locations and uh, what we do. So let's get back uh, talking to uh, Marie and Rob. Uh, let's go, Rob. What are some of the most common causes to injuring the rotator cuff? Well, before I answer the question, I just wanted to say a happy birthday to you, Dave, because oh, we have not mentioned birthday. it yet. <laughs> I, was, I thought we were going to get through this, Rob. <laughs> no, no, i got to wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate uh, that. A special day today. A special yeah. day, yeah. yeah but you. anyway, some of the common injuries or causes, I'm, I'm not going to go with textbook-style answer here because I'm going to go by experience and what I've seen. Uh, some of the common ones I've seen have been traumatic injuries, such as a falling on your outstretched arm. Um, I've seen several patients who have had an, a, a big animal, a dog, pull a leash, and as they tried to resist, they, that caused several times of injuries. And these are, just, again, these are just traumatic ones. So falls, uh, pulling type, like real stressful pulling type motions, uh, really aggressive lifting type emotions. Chronic injuries also occur too, and chronic injuries can include something that has had like a, a bone spur that has caused uh, impingement. General impingement has been a common cause of a lead to a rotator cuff tear as well. And a lot of times you will see repetitive movement and repetitive work movements overhead or out to the side of the body, external rotation, and that those will cause a wearing of the tendons as well. And I've had several patients, this is not something you'll read in a book, but several people who sleep either on their arm with their arm underneath them, not necessarily on their side, or with their arm overhead. I have had several patients who slept in a prolonged pattern with their arm over their head, and that causes a lot of weakness to your external rotators. A lot of impingement. That leads to impingement. Mm -hmm. Do you not agree, Marie? I mean, you see... Definitely. uh, We see patients all the time come in, and they... they, When they they come in the office, when they, uh, they... first thing they do is they want to put their arm underneath their pillow when they lay down they're laying prone and it's something that you don't want them to do and the one that i left out posture 
Posture, oh. posture, posture. When you were sitting Dude, with your mm-hmm. head looking down at your phone and your shoulders rolled forward. Oh, yeah. It is one that leads to... And, and the activity on the phone has only increased, and I, I, mm-hmm. I think it's going to continue to increase with, with people uh, you know, using the phones uh, with everything, whether it be on eBay, Amazon, or you know, texting, playing games. I mean, it's, it, it's ongoing. I, I try to tell everybody, too, that comes in for a neck or postural problem that it's not that your neck's not designed to look down. You're designed to look down and put your head in flexion. You're not designed to keep it there for a half hour, 40 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. That's true. And even, you know, if you just try something while you're listening here, you can try have, you know, bad posture around in the shoulders. Try and lift your arm up. It's not going to go that far. Then if you try and compare it, having good posture and then lifting your arm, you can tell a huge difference in whether you have pain or not how much range of motion you can get from well, exactly. that. So it's that's just a very telltale yeah. sign. Something affects your simple. natural line of pull, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It closes down that uh, the space in your shoulder there, and, and it's going to cause an impingement. Listen, I'm often asked why the shoulder joint is the most common joint injury. Um, I think it's because you use the shoulder joint. So so many things you do. I mean, from from waking up in the morning to pull your pants up, <laughs> I mean, yeah. to to going in your car, turning your key, to you know, hanging your clothes up, to as soon as you wipe your eyes, I you're know, using everything. your shoulder. I mean, for everything. I mean, washing um, your face. Yeah. yeah, it's very very important. Uh, I think that. The shoulder joint is the most mobile joint in your body, and I think that's what makes it so vulnerable. I mean, it's always, it's often said, I tell patients, the shoulder joint gives up its stability for its increased mobility, which only can lead to its vulnerability of injury. And I think that that's something that now, as a therapist, we're always got to be in consideration because it's the most mobile joint in the body. You're going to have injury there. We need to really focus on our stability. Always work on the stability of the rotator cuff and making sure those four muscles are working dynamically together to keep the shoulder together. How many times have you ever gone to a gym and seen large bodybuilders or weightlifters working on their shoulders <laughs> and what do they never work on? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They never work on their rotator cuff. Never. Never. No. Yeah, they always have the anterior build and the, and the posterior cuff is usually the weakest part of the, the shoulder and I think they avoid mm-hmm. that. Uh, this is really important. So we, we, we need to be aware of that. Uh, now, it's not something on, that we don't know uh, that why the shoulder joint is, is the most common um, injured joint in the body. It's, it's because of its uh, vulnerability, because of its increased mobility. So that's, that's, the, that's the, uh, the answer I want to give here. Now, Maria, <clears throat> I want to ask you a question. What are some of the symptoms that would, you would see that someone is ready to have a total shoulder replacement? So, and it kind of depends on the intact, how intact the rotator cuff is, depending on if they would require a certain type of total, total shoulder. You're going to have the symptoms that we kind of talked about before is going to be the pain, swelling, decreased range of motion, uh, decreased strength as a result. And overall, the main thing is if it's affecting your quality of life. If you're not able to do the activities that you're used to doing or have to do every single day due to any of those symptoms that I just listed. Um, if you have an intact rotator cuff, they'll usually do a regular total shoulder replacement. But in some of those cases where you do have a significant tear, where the rotator cuff is torn, they might do what is called a reverse total shoulder as well. So there's a couple different things depending on where you're at and the um, status of your rotator cuff right, as well. Right. Obviously, 
we want to uh, advocate the fact that when someone first starts to have any type of problem with the shoulder, starting with pain, that they go to the family physician early and to try to avoid all this from recovering because we know the longer you wait, the more things can happen. It builds, it builds, it builds, where a pain can turn into an impingement. An impingement can turn into a tear. A tear can turn into osteoarthritis and, and so on and so on, and then we end up into what we're talking about right now. And all the yeah. while you're going through those symptoms, you're also getting weaker at the same time. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, continuous, vicious cycle that yes. will not stop yeah. unless things are, you know, taken care of in a sense. That's, that's very true. And I think that that's something that, uh, you know, we, we, we talk about a lot as therapists, that we always advocate our patients to try to stay as active as they can. You know, motion is lotion. Keep yourself moving. And as we, as we, as we see patients as, as they get older, they have a tendency to do less uh, and out of fear of that they're going to they're gonna hurt themselves by doing more, which is the opposite of what we want them to be doing. It's, you know, educating yourself, getting involved, stay active, Get into the gym or, or activity of some sort at your own at home and just be very aware of what you're doing. And, and when you have a little bit of pain, don't wait. Uh, address a it. Absolutely. If you have pain and you're not limited in any kind of mobility yet and your pain is not going away, what, what's it going to hurt you to go to physical therapy or to go to your physician and see what they think and see if you possibly might want to go the route of physical therapy? It's not right. going to set you back significantly. Right. And a lot of times you'll be able to prevent something significant from progressing. Uh, I totally agree. I, I, talk, I, talk to, I say that about, about pain. The biggest thing I say about pain, I say pain is our body's alarm system. Let us know that something's going wrong. And, you know, if you have like, your alarm system at home, if your alarm system goes off at home, do you just ignore it or do you address it, right? Because if you address it, something's going on. There's someone trying to break in or, you know, maybe sensor or whatever. Okay. Something's wrong. You need to address it. Just don't ignore it. Well, patients, when, when they have pain in their bodies, uh, they have a tendency just to avoid it, right? I mean, you can't avoid it. You have to address it. So For you're sure. saying when the smoke alarm goes off, don't twist it off the top and take it down? No, that's not a good idea. Uh, <laughs> you, could, you could possibly lose everything, Rob. You, d you don't want to do that. <laughs> but that, that that's, that's common sense, which obviously we know sometimes is not uh, a pattern of, yeah. of, of common sense yeah. going on here. And a lot of times, um, I know sometimes I'm a victim to this myself, even as a physical therapist, you start to get some pain and you're like, okay, this is probably going to go away sometime soon. And then it just keeps going. You're like, it'll still get better. It'll be fine. I don't need to do anything. And right. then here you're, I don't know, weeks, months later. And then yeah. you're well, like, ah. Oh, yeah, I alluded I to that. I alluded to that a little earlier. And, yeah. and one of the things that first warns you of something is pain. Like I, I've said myself, I've done it to my shoulder where I've had pain. But mm -hmm. if your pain is consistent and staying the same or it's not improving at all after, say, two to three weeks, it's time to look at getting some, getting uh, an opinion on it from your physician or even mm -hmm. a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. And like you said before, there's no harm in just reaching out and seeing what can be done. Either way, if you go to physical therapy, they can give you, you know, an avenue of where you should be focused. They can evaluate you and see what you need so that you can kind of nip it in the bud so you understand which exercises you should be doing would be best for you. So it's just education for... That's right. For lifelong learning, yeah. right? And, and, you know? and we're also trying to realize the fact that if we do that, we're gonna we're gonna avoid what we call compensation patterns because that's that's what people do. They avoid it and they start to compensate and they create another problem into another problem. And then when they finally go to the doctor, Correct. the doctor might be looking at something yeah. totally different that's not even really what the real cause is. I mean, so we really need to 
address it as quickly as possible because we want to prevent those compensation patterns from putting us in another direction. Even if you feel like you are functioning at 100% with that pain, it is better to come in and get it addressed and, as Maria said, nip it in the bud while you're high-functioning before you become low-functioning. That's true. Okay, Maria, what are some of your goals as a PT with patients just getting their shoulder replaced? So what, what would you say your goals are for those patients? Yeah, so of course, number one is going to be protection of the actual surgery right, you know, immediately following. That's going to be number one to make sure that we are having a successful surgery and there are no complications arising as we go. We're trying to manage any of those symptoms of the pain, swelling, anything like that that we might have while trying to gradually gain the range of motion that we can within our capabilities and within our protocol itself. Right, which is usually very good. That's what I'm trying to talk yeah. to patients. These, these patients got to understand that, that uh, the surgeries nowadays, uh, they're, they're very successful. And, and these patients have to understand, don't be fear of that. You want to get your quality of life back again. You want to get that shoulder moving again. You want to return back to doing your activities of daily living pain-free. I might repeat myself, pain-free. Mm -hmm. That's 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 really the goal. I mean, right now, if they're, if they're in need of a total shoulder replacement. Someone's sitting there right now home that's in tremendous pain, that's afraid of going with their doctor because they're in so much pain, they're afraid of, oh, I don't want to have surgery. Well, they're not going to realize the fact that the end goal is to get you out of pain and to return you back to your activities day you're living to start believing to your life again I think yeah. a lot of the that a lot of the things that concern patients with the surgery itself is the perceived pain that they think they're going to experience after the fact and just from experience of patients that I've had who've had that procedure they have told me that the the, the pain that comes with stretching and gaining your range of motion I'm not going to tell you people there is no discomfort no pain there is some that occurs but the people that have told me that that pain is far more bearable than the pain that they were in prior to their replacement. And eventually that pain will go away when your range of motion recovers, when your strength recovers. And I've had patients who tell me I feel like I'm my old self again and better than my right. old self. Right, right. Well, let me give the numbers out again and we'll go to a quick commercial. Um, the phone number you want to call in and ask a question to Rob, Maria, or myself, it's area code 856 626-0400. Once again, it's area code 856-626-0400. Once again, it's the Cross Keys Physical Therapy Show. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back after the commercial. Cross Keys Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine Center is celebrating 30 years of excellence. Our programs are designed to ensure prompt return to sports, work, and or your active lifestyle. With hands-on care by our licensed therapists, we are committed to providing high-quality rehabilitation services to meet every need. Cross Keys Physical Therapy is one of the region's only providers of full-service aqua therapy. They address back, neck, athletic, orthopedic, and joint replacement, rehabilitation therapy, and so much more. Our services are are tailored to meet individual needs of our patients. With programs that address all types of injuries, such as sport, work, auto, fractures, neck, nerve, and arthritis, just to name a few, Cross Keys Physical Therapy provides individual, one-on-one, -on -one, skilled physical therapy customized for your special injury. With two locations, Washington Township and Pennsville, help is only a phone call away. Participates in a broad spectrum of insurance plans, 856-374-3707 in Washington Township and 856-678 8,000 in Pennsville. Cruising 92.1. Welcome back to the Cross Keys Physical Therapy Show. My name is Dave Ansamo. 
I'm a physical therapist and owner of Kowalski's Physical Therapy. Today's show, we have the honor of having Robert Clark and Mar- Maria Petrangolo on the show today, both physical therapists at our Pennsville location, uh, taking your calls and answering your questions about what's going on with you. So if you want to call in, once again, the area code number is 856-626-0400. Once again, it's 856 856- Six two six zero four hundred, and if during the week, uh, if you want to call one of our locations at our Pennsville location, the number is eight five six six seven eight eight thousand. Once again, it's eight five six six seven eight eight thousand, or at the Washington Township office, it's eight five six three seven four three seven zero seven. Once again, it's eight five six three seven four three seven zero seven. Uh, or you can go to the website, which is www.crosskeystherapy.com. And that pretty much will give you everything we need to know about our facility. So let's get back to uh, Rob and Maria here. Rob, um, posture is important to pay attention to. And um, why do you think that is uh, so and is effective uh, in affecting the rotator cuff? Well, not only with the rotator cuff, but everything in your cervical thoracic complex is affected by your posture. Um, If you are in the habit of using poor cervical posture, that usually also leads to using poor thoracic posture. Poor thoracic and cervical posture combined is going to put a lot more stress on your um, cervical thoracic junction. It's going to put more stress on your glenohumeral joint. It's going to put more stress on your scapular mobility, which is also considered, it's considered a non, it's a joint, but it's considered not really a, an official joint, but it still works as a joint as it glides along your rib cage to provide motion. Absolutely. I tend to agree with that. You agree with that, Maria? Yes, definitely. Uh, hey, listen, guys, we have a caller, so let's get to the caller right now. Um, welcome to the Korsky's Physical Therapy Show. Um, your name and your question, please. Hello, Dave? Yes. Hey, it's Marty Zepp. How are you, sir? Hey, Marty. How you doing? Good, good. I appreciate you uh, working on my knee. Uh, uh, it's really helping out. Thank you. I really see a difference in your facility versus the one I was going to. Um, But I do have a shoulder issue that I really haven't discussed with you. So I think you brought up the subject, so I'd like to discuss it. Sure. So I had rotator cuff surgery in 2013, okay? And they said uh, I had like a quarter size, maybe half dollar size. um, I'm left-handed, so everything I've done is left-handed. Uh, cartilage missing in my in my arm or my shoulder and what he did is he, he said he pricked it and then it allowed blood to come in to heal it um, so anyway so move forward um, last year I sort of uh, squeezed it and uh, the pain was excruciating so I went back to uh, my facility that I, I, I've been going to before and uh they, they said, okay, well, let's take an x-ray. X-ray didn't show anything. He said, okay, let's let's take a uh, an MRI. So the MRI went. He goes, now, he said, everything looks about the right with the surgery. He goes, it's probably in your neck. I said, okay, well, what about the neck? He goes, oh, no, 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 no. I'm a shoulder doctor. You got to go to a neck doctor <laughs> now. I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah. So, so I stopped pursuing it, but I do get this excruciating pain mainly in the uh, rotator cuff, and uh, it, 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 it comes and goes, but it's excruciating uh, you know, when it comes. Well, obviously, uh, it's not something that you want to 
that you want to avoid. You know, I mean, obviously, it's still bothering you. Don't be, don't be uh, that person that we we're talking about earlier. Uh, that the toes tends to avoid it, right? If you have pain, something's going on with your alarm system. Something has going on, even though you're getting negative response from your MRI or X-rays, whatever you might have. I mean, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean there's not something going on. Obviously, pain doesn't lie. Something, something's impinging. Something's compressing on that nerve that's creating, causing you to have pain. So we need, we need to get a better evaluation on you and get in more. Uh, definitive uh, diagnosis on what's going on. I mean, if your family doctor can just at least give you a, a prescription for your shoulder, uh, I'll be glad to take a look at you and do, give you a thorough evaluation. And I think we can get to the bottom line what's going on with your shoulder. Any, anything you guys going to say? Uh, well, the only thing I would say is if they already ruled out the shoulder as far as structural at this right. point, maybe it's time to address possibly posture, strengthening right. of that shoulder and cervical stability and postural could be instability and mm -hmm. just mechanical correction of your posture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's something we'll be able to see. I, about. I, I yeah. believe that. Yeah. I can believe that because I don't have the greatest posture. You're right. Mm -hmm. Okay. There you go. Robbie okay. went ahead. Well, right well one of the things I was going to say is, is when you were, when you were asking about your rotator cuff pain, I wanted to say, I wanted to ask you is how do you know it is specifically your rotator cuff that is hurting? Where specifically is that pain presenting? It's the same uh, pattern that I had before. So it, it's from, let's say, my rotator cuff down to, uh, past my tricep, okay, and then going the other way, my rotator cuff into my pectoral. When you say rotator okay. cuff, are you saying in the, the back of your shoulder? Or is it coming from your lateral shoulder? shoulder? Right. Is it going down like the side of your arm? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, it's going from my shoulder, which even when you press on it, it hurts, uh -huh. okay, in that spot where I, uh, where I got operated on. And then it, it goes back to my tricep, okay? And then if you go the other way and go down towards my breast, my pectoral, uh, it hurts in there, too. They thought I was having a heart attack when I first uh, got diagnosed it, got it that, because it was, it was, the pattern was so... Uh, that, could easily that, be neck, that could easily be coming from your neck, though. Yeah, could yeah. be. Could be coming from your neck, yeah. could be coming from your, uh, could be having tight packs as well, could be a couple of things going on. So it could be the fact that it's been going on for such a long time, uh, Marty, that you have a couple of things going on. Uh, we have to uh, obviously evaluate you, uh, get to the bottom line. It could be, um, it could be your neck uh, instability, it could become obviously a little tightness in your packs as well as uh, some issues with your rotator cuff being inflamed as well now. So. Mm -hmm. So I think it really comes yeah. down to getting a uh, get another script from your doctor and uh, and uh, get into here so I can take a good, good look at you and give you a good thorough evaluation. I just want to add, like you said earlier, Dave, about compensating motions. A lot of times they will present one way, but as you start using joints in manners in which they're not being used in their normal capacity, you start to experience pain that occurs kind of... In a, in a general area that overlaps with some of the other joints that would cause pain as well in those areas. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and going off that, sometimes the imaging, x-ray, MRI, things like that are definitely great to have in our toolbox, but they don't really show the actual movement. So you're in a static position for a certain amount of time, but once your body actually moves, things really do change. So that's why it's very important for we can kind of see that movement as therapists and right. see a little bit more of what's going on when you're moving. Marty, Marty, if you don't mind, uh, uh, I like to speak a little bit about how uh, how, I, how I ran into you and uh, how how you came into our office. 
Um, sure. Obviously, sure. Uh, Go ahead. He, he was actually on the on the beach in uh, Ocean City with my uh, my sister and my brother-in-law, and I, I tend to walked up to the thing and I seen him walk on the beach and uh, I said, "Wow, what is wrong with that knee, Marty?" I mean, that was just terrible, terrible, terrible. And Marty said to me, yeah. uh, "I was going to another physical therapy facility and they actually kicked me out." Right? I mean, they, they said I was good to go. Uh, I, I could not believe it. So my, my point being here, this is, uh, is that, you know, sometimes if, if you are a patient like Marty and, and uh, that happens and your therapist has kind of given up on you, which is uh, surprising to me, um, that don't give up. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, right, Marty? I mean, you, you look how you're doing now. Right. I mean, so I think yeah, it's... Yeah, doing better. Mm-hmm. You, you could have kept going. And, and I love the... You could have kept going. I, and, I and love how patient... Right. I'm yeah, you could have lived I love how patient it. you are, how much time you take with us. Uh, with anybody, not just me. Everybody's treated like family. Uh, the the aqua facility is is oh man, that is just fantastic. Um, you know, um, and, and I found that the other facility, and this was my first real experience. Although they did work into exercises, basically it was cut and dry with the factory. This is what we know, and this is what you're doing. And one, and they couldn't get me any further, so they said, you know what? I guess the reputation, whatever, we're, we're letting you go. And I said, you what? He said, yeah, we're releasing you. I said, you've got to be kidding me. You know, I'm not, I'm not well yet, you know? Right. And they said, yeah, this is as far as we're going to get you. And I'm like, okay, well, then they actually did me a favor in the long run because I, you know, God put me in touch with you. So that was, that was an awesome thing, you know? Oh. Uh, and, and while I got you guys' attention, one other thing. Happy birthday, Dave. Uh, yeah. I, I knew it was coming, Marty. <laughs> well, I really appreciate your phone call, Marty, and we thank you for your support in, in, uh, in telling your story, uh, what physical therapy has done for you. And hopefully that will uh, help other patients that are sitting out there right now that are uh, you know, having some, some of the same symptoms that you might have or questions that you might have uh, that now know that physical therapy uh, has been uh, and working force for you, and hopefully it will, will become a working force for them. But they just need to take that next step like you did. And don't give up. Don't give up. Amen. Right. Don't give up. That's the thing. Don't give up. That's right, Marty. But thank you so much. I appreciate everybody's time. Thank you very much. No for problem. Call. Thank you, Marty. Thank you. Yeah, there you go, guys. Uh, see how, uh, how very, things, things happen. Very good timing of the call about the posture and the, yes. and the shoulder and the neck. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yes, it is. Very good. Um, you know, Obviously, um, I'm often asked, obviously, uh, with patients, obviously, that after having a rotator cuff surgery, you know, when does physical therapy start? That's, that's a big question that I'm often uh, asked. And my answer is always this, you know, physical therapy will start uh, as soon as the orthopedic surgeon tells me it's, it's to start. Because one thing we got to understand, the orthopedic surgeon is the one that was just in your shoulder, and they know the severity of your, of, your, of your injury, the severity of your tear, how large it was, how small it was, uh, and most importantly, how well the surgery went. I mean, you know, if, if he was able to, if you had a, a spur in there that wasn't ex- was expecting, he had to clean that up. Obviously, that's more soft tissue damage that could have been occurring in that shoulder. Um, obviously, if he had to use anchors to secure that rotator cuff to the bone, well, the question is, how hard was that bone? Did the anchor go in well? Is, was the bone soft? Uh, if it's soft, then obviously uh, we need to ha- take time longer for that bone uh, tendon uh, anchor to, to be heal- healed in there so it can get hard, so it can be secure. So when we come to therapy, we're going to start moving that patient. We don't want that anchor to come out. So it needs time to heal. So obviously the surgeon is really the one that really can answer those questions. Uh, as a physical therapist, I can't do that. I mean, so uh, we, we always tell the patient that, you know, it's ultimately – 
the result of your surgery, and he dictates the pace of your of your rehab as soon as it starts. Once it starts, then we'll take it from there. Yeah. To anyone listening too, I, I like there's a a lot of patients are very misinformed when it comes to a quote unquote rotator cuff tear, and they think that one is equal to another. And there are multitudes, many combinations of ways your tear will present as far as size, shape, and just other sta- other status changes in your shoulder, such as, like you said, a, a bone spur My. or and it's something that has been impinged over time. We're including possibly um, a labral tear right. as well or a bicep tendonitis or a bicep tear as well. So those things also contribute to the amount of recovery time and where you start and, where, and how you are addressed during physical therapy. One rotator cuff tear is not equal to another because as you know there's different grades of tears different and as i said different shapes and different sizes and sometimes you have very complicated tears that require a lot of precision attachment so it's a combination of of so many different factors that you know that that obviously the orthopedic surgeon makes those decisions on how how quickly he feels and safely for you to start your physical therapy because once you start physical therapy you know we're working on moving you I only brought that up because I have patients that say I have a friend who tore their rotator cuff and they've done this and they've done that, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, and I always have to tell them, listen, your friend's situation is completely different than yours. I don't know what happened to your friend, but what I'm telling and all I can go off of is what I see through you. That's Mm -hmm. right. And a lot of times, you know, they're, you know, patients will be told that they have a rotator cuff tear of some sort and the surgeon might not even realize something else is going on significantly until they're in the actual surgery and sometimes they'll be they'll see something and then they'll have to fix that up as well kind of depending on what it is but so a lot of times like rob was saying things become more complicated yes they do yeah things happen well listen we're going to take another quick break let me get the numbers out again for our callers uh uh, area code 856-626-0400 uh please call in um let's take a quick break and we'll be back with uh Maria and Rob, right after this commercial. Crosskey's Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine Center is celebrating 30 years of excellence. Our programs are designed to ensure prompt return to sports, work, and or your active lifestyle. With hands-on care by our licensed therapist, we are committed to providing high-quality rehabilitation services to meet every need. Crosskey's Physical Therapy is one of the region's only providers of full-service aqua therapy. They address back, neck, athletic, orthopedic, and joint replacement, rehabilitation, therapy, and so much more. Our services are tailored to meet individual needs of our patients. With programs that address all types of injuries, such as sport, work, auto, fractures, neck, nerve, and arthritis, just to name a few, Cross Keys Physical Therapy provides individual, one-on-one, skilled physical therapy customized for your special injury. With two locations, Washington Township and Pennsville, help is only a phone call away. Participates in a broad spectrum of insurance plans, 856-374-3707 in Washington Washington Township at 856-678-8000 in Pennsville. Cruising 92.1. We're back uh, to the Korski's Physical Therapy Show. We're here today with Maria Changolo and uh, Robert Clark, both ther- therapists, physical therapists at our Pennsville location, here to answer any of your, your calls, uh, your questions you might have in reference to whatever, your, your neck, your back, your shoulder. We're talking a lot about shoulder today, so uh, we'll, we'll talk about whatever. Um, obviously, the number here is area code 856-626-0400. Um, 
Once again, the area code 856-626-0400. So let's get back to uh, some more questions here. Robert, we have treated rotator cuff tears or repairs. Can you give a thorough or, or some, some of your, uh, the phases that we go through in, in the process of rehab? Well, I think Maria alluded to this earlier um, with the shoulder replacements, uh, that initially after your replacement, the first thing you're doing is you're protecting that repair. You're protecting the procedure. You're protecting the shoulder and its components. You're not doing anything to further right. cause any kind of pain or you're addressing symptoms. You're addressing pain. You're addressing inflammation with uh, modalities, whether it be a cold pack ice or you're addressing tightness with heat. We're manually moving the shoulder within protected planes of motion. Right. And we're trying to, at that point, address your symptoms and get you out of the, what I would call the maximum protection phase, where your acute phase, you're, you're trying to get them to move from where they're limited and protected to right. gently gaining their active range of motion back and their passive range first. That's good. That's good. That brings me to another question I'm often asked is what is the time frame needed for rehabilitation following a rotator cuff surgery? And I tell them, well, that depends on um, four different factors that I believe are really important. The first factor is how well did the surgery go? Obviously, you know, the surgeon went in and did the best they could in reference to a large tear, a small tear, once again, impingement, spurs, whatever it may be. Uh, how well did that go? Factors. Right. Other factors, yes. Number one, how well did that go? Second factor, uh, just as important, is... Uh, what type of physical condition was the patient uh, prior to having the surgery? Because we know that uh, the patients that are in very good condition, uh, physical condition, uh, have better blood supply, have uh, better uh, uh, soft tissue uh, mobility, uh, better muscle tone, um, and we're going to have not have to go through that soreness phase. I mean, they rehab back quicker and better because they don't have that period of time where they're sore after because they're in better condition prior to. Well, it really, really depends on their mo their sh their joint mobility prior to the procedure. Oh yeah, joint Obviously. mobility. Prior to the procedure. And the third factor, which maybe can probably be one of the most important one, I would say, is how compliant is the patient with their treatment sessions. I mean, we can't, as physical therapists, we can't get these patients better uh, unless they come into the offices. And we're, we're recommending like three times a week. They come in one time a week, obviously. They're not going to get back as fast as they want to. I mean, obviously, they need to get into it. We can't treat them and get them better unless they come. Also, it's their job as well to protect their repair at home. And sure. not do the things well, that they're advised not to do by that their was, surgeon and that the was, therapists. That, was, that comes to my fourth thing is, is how compliant is the patient with the home exercises. So all these phases come together. It really comes to a conclusion of, well, how soon are you going to rehab? Well, how well do you go through and, and, and be compliant with all four of these phases and factors, I should say, of uh, rehab? We, we have a general protocol that we will follow, but it's very general that being said, your progression through different phases of recovery are determined by meeting certain requirements and certain um, goals right. with your mobility, with your strength, with your symptoms, and right. with your, and your inflammatory response, such as swelling and... and right. But in conclusion, pain. I can say, in general, it usually takes anywhere between 8 to 12 weeks to rehab back a rotator cuff uh, patient after having surgery, obviously depending on all these factors. Some a little more, some a little less, depending on uh, how compliant they are with their exercises, how compliant they are with the home exercises, obviously a big part of it. And uh, obviously, you know, what type of condition they are in. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. they're in physical condition, they're going to rehab back better. Yeah, so. it's extremely important even before we're seeing them because, like you said, protection is first and foremost. So we're not, initially, we're not seeing them sometimes for a few weeks just because they're in a sling, but they still are 
you know, supposed to do certain exercises that were given to them in that case by their surgeon. So that is extremely important as well. A lot of times I'll, it happened a couple of times where I've seen people only doing some general gripping and that's all their exercises are entailing. It makes it extremely difficult in that sense to kind of manage some of those symptoms that are going to happen after the surgery. Right. It makes it tougher in that sense. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. it definitely is. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'd like to say this as, uh, you know, for this is, this is probably going to be the last show for us until uh, after uh, the Super Bowl. We decided that, uh, you know, obviously you can see the calls we have here. We haven't had many calls. We think that uh, the football season has really uh, put a hold on our, uh, our, our, our active uh, listeners as well as uh, having the doctors come on. A lot of these doctors want to come on as guests, uh, have a tendency they want to sit home and watch football as well. So we decided at this point in time that we're going to take a break. So uh, once again, I want to thank Tommy T for being our person here to put this all together, our engineer. Thank you. Without Tommy T, this show wouldn't go. And I want to thank uh, Maria Petrangolo and Robert Carr for coming on to today's show. Uh, until then, uh, we'll see you in uh, hopefully sometime in February. We'll, we'll be back to uh, Continue the Korski's Physical Therapy Show. Until then, God bless. Stay safe.